The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Have you ever found yourself in over your head, wondering how you would possibly get through with your faith and sanity intact? So we're here on assignment. We have an assignment from God to actually fulfill His plan on planet Earth, to bring light, and so we're in a battle. And so to think that we're not gonna encounter storms and go through challenges is really naive of us. Yeah. Holly Wagner uncovers profound truths that will guide you safely through life's most difficult moments. Sheila Walsh, it's always good to have you on the show. Oh, it's great to be here, and, and I'm so excited about today's show. Yes. Um, this woman uh, who is our guest today, um, I met her, first of all, I think at her conference, God Chicks. Something really great about that. You know, I thought, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I am a God Chick. But I've grown to love and respect her so much. Yes. Um, Randy, you're going to love this. Please, would you help us welcome Holly Wagner. Uh, thank you. You just get ready. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the referee. May the Lord one. be with you. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a word in. I'm not sure. But. No, no. Well, I want to hear from you because, you know, the last year has been very interesting for you. And yeah. you document a lot of the, your struggles, frankly, yeah. in your new book called Find Your Brave, yes. which is a great title, by the way. Thanks. And who knew it was going to be so relevant? Yeah. Um, it, just some of the things that you've gone through, Holly. I mean, Holly and her husband, Philip, passed to this amazing church in L.A. Mm -hmm. But it seems like over the last year or more than that, you have just, it's just been one thing after another after another. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be great if life was mountaintop, 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 heaven! Yay! <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, let's suggest that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's not, is it? No, it's you know, not. In between those mountaintops, it's like, <laughs> valley. What were some of the most <laughs> significant hits that you took? Um, well, let's see. It started first with my father passing away. And, I mean, we all know that our parents ultimately, yeah. you know, go to heaven. And uh, but it was just a sudden thing. He fell, and uh, that ended that. And so that was just heartbreaking for me. I love my dad. Mm -hmm. And um, then our... Um, our identity gets stolen, and they hack into our uh, yeah, emails and bank accounts, and so then our savings account gets taken, and the FBI gets involved, and nothing actually ever got recovered from that. Mm. And then I have to walk my daughter through a heartbreaking situation, and then my husband is diagnosed with cancer, and then right when we finish some of the cancer treatments, then he uh, gets shingles because his Ugh. body was so weakened and then he gets the worst case of shingles and he can't walk for months oh. and men are amazing except when they're sick well. and <laughs> ain't that the truth yeah oh my gosh oh gosh i cannot even imagine oh. i mean shingles is a horrible thing but yeah. to have a severe case of yeah. it like that yeah it was oh. brutal and so then we so then he's basically we pastor church in LA, and so he's basically out of pastoring, and you know, for a while, just taking some time to recover and deal with that. And 
then uh, we kind of, when he gets back and we're both back in there, then some people who should have had our back ended up stabbing us in the back. And so just dealing with betrayal of people that we had hoped to just help yeah. navigate some of this and, and anyway, just from a few different sides. So I felt like it was one thing after, an, you know, just like, mm -hmm. well, actually I felt like it was all at once. Yeah. And so really brutal how many, how many times do you say, Lord, why? Yeah. Right, you know, um, and, and not to complain, but you legitimately want to know why, why, you know, what, what I need to learn, yeah. why, you know, what do I need to adjust? Did you ask that question? Well, you know, I think I might have at the beginning, but then I realized that why is really not the right question mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter. It's yeah. how am I, how do I get through this? Yeah. And what do you want me to do here? Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the questions that, you know, I would have asked. And yeah. there's um, uh, a verse in Proverbs 31, which is a, an annoying chapter in the Bible, really. Um, <laughs> I love I've always that thought chapter. so. I've I think always it's thought a wonderful so. Yeah, chapter. Because no, who could be? Well, of course you do. Anyway, can you smack him? I just can't quite reach him. But um, I got it. I got, got it. it. Okay. So she's cheerful. <laughs> but it says that um, we're to be a people who, um, you know, rise while it is yet night. And I remember reading that verse thinking, no, 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 no. She <laughs> sleeps really good while it is yet <laughs> night. But when I began to study that verse, I realized that it doesn't have as much to do with the time of day that you get up, mm -hmm. but rather when, when chaos and heartbreak and disaster is around, we're supposed to be a people who rise. Wow. And so I had to make the decision in the midst of the heartbreak and just the onslaught coming against me, I could be the she that rises in the midst of this, mm. or I could be the she that blames and complains and finds fault other places and gets bitter and critical, and I wasn't gonna be that. Or just stays in bed. Or just stays in yeah. bed, and I... I almost I, wonder whether the personal betrayal was one of the hardest things of Holly. For me, yes. That would be very difficult Because I'm such a, I'm the relational girl. I know, and you know, fiercely loyal. I'm, yeah, very loyal and fiercely relational, mm -hmm. and so for me, the the people conflicts are always the harder to process. Mm. You you mentioned also the virtuous woman, and and of course you had to go there, didn't you? I do. Well, no, you know, I love <laughs> you because you brought out some some truth in the original yeah. language that I didn't know. Yeah, the the word virtuous is a Hebrew word shail, and uh, which means a force on the earth. Wow. And so we're designed to be a force on the earth. Absolutely. And um, so again, I had to make a decision in the midst of you know, challenging season mm -hmm. to be that. And, and I use, uh, in writing the book, it's not just me complaining about my stuff. Um, it's, I use the story of the Apostle Paul um, yeah, in Acts 27 yeah. when he's on a shipwreck. He's a prisoner on a ship headed for Rome. He's appealed to Caesar, he's headed for Rome. And they encounter that storm. Mm -hmm. And they spend weeks, it says, in a midnight storm. And I think that's what I felt like. Mine felt like months in a midnight storm. But he did some things. He made some decisions that helped everybody get to shore safely. And so that I pull. So for me, I looked at the decisions that Paul made. And I thought, okay, Holly, can you make these decisions mm -hmm. in the midst of this storm so that you can get to shore safely? And I, one thing I've learned, I just think, even in pastoring a church for over three decades now, is that people... Uh, can make stupid decisions in the midst of a hard time. I mean, not you, I know you're perfect, but everybody well, else. Holly and I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sheila and I, we can I, we make. Just, I just don't admit to it, <laughs> well, that's the difference there. Well, that's a good point. And um, so can make some, you know, people make some bad decisions and then they end up in a place they never wanted to be. Yeah. And so there is a, 
it is possible to make some great decisions and to make some right choices, even in the midst of pain and heartbreak. What would you say to somebody who's watching and thinking, everything in my life has crashed right now? Where, at that moment, it's almost too late to find fresh resources, isn't mm -hmm. it? Do, do you feel like who you were going into the storm impacted how you handled the storm. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the seasons of not being in a storm is always a good time to <laughs> decide who you are. Mm -hmm. But there is hope. You know, in the middle of a storm, one of the things that the sailors did on this ship is that they, it's a nautical term called frapping. Yeah, they frapped the hull yeah. of the ship. They undergirded that hull to keep it from breaking apart. So they used ropes. Now, some poor sailor had to jump off in the middle of a storm, right, and tie ropes around the hull of a ship. But they did that to hold it together. And so I took it, like, what can I do to, how can I brace up my life, even in the midst of the storm, because the storm is raging. And so one of the ways that, you know, you brace up your life is just believing the truth about who God is. Because the facts, the facts are not always the truth. You know, you know, 10 years ago, I, I was diagnosed with cancer I and remember. navigated that battle. And so the fact is, I had cancer. There was a tumor in my body, right? But the truth is that Jesus paid the price for me to be healed and whole. So I could focus on the fact or I could trust what I knew about the truth about who God is. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's not, I don't live in fantasy land. I know there are real situations that people face, but we all have a decision mm -hmm. about where we put our thoughts, about where mm -hmm. they dwell. And so for me, one of the things that you can do in a storm is find out the truth about what God says about your situation, whether it's finances or marriage. And you know, if you've been married longer than 10 minutes, you've had a storm in your marriage. And so <laughs> figure out what the truth about God says about marriage and, and, and do the best that you can to focus your mind on that. The, that term I thought was interesting, you touched on this frapping. I mean, to me, a frap is what I get in the summer at Starbucks, right? <laughs> but it's not, it, it, it's the guy that during the storm takes the rope, mm. dives over the, the edge of the ship, goes under the ship, yeah. and comes back up and ties it together. And to me, that's very intentional because you have to decide in the middle of your storm, yeah. am I going to hide, am I going to cower, or am I going to dive in and yeah. take control of this yeah. thing? And that's exactly what I've right. seen you do in these situations. You said, you know what, I'm not going to sit by. I'm going to do something proactive according to the Word of God. I'm going to dive in the middle of this storm in order to brace. Um, what, what are some of those braces that hold your ship together in the well, storm? One, one of them would have been the truth about just hanging on to the truth of what God says. Mm -hmm. And the other is relationships. Yeah. And we're designed to do life together. Mm -hmm. And I mean, which is challenging because, you know, people are weird, right? <laughs> but, I've met many of them, yes. yes. <laughs> but we're designed for community together. Team, family is a big deal to God. Mm. And so one of the, ba the, the, the best ways to frap your life, if you will, to brace your life is to do it with people. And that's an intentional decision. Yeah. Because oftentimes in the midst of challenge, we want to isolate. Yes, absolutely. And it's the one that's isolated that gets taken out. Mm. So you have to do the work of choosing community, whether it's in a church or with a family or yeah. hanging out with good people who are going to tell you, Absolutely. don't quit. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been studying that a lot recently, um, particularly when James, I think it's James chapter five, where it says, confess your sins one to another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Yes. Mm. And that word that they, that's used in the Greek is 
made whole. Yes. And I think that what you say is so profound, Holly. And one of the things I remember you saying some time ago that really impacted me was sometimes God will place you in a situation where you don't want to be there. I remember when you has, used to have to go for your treatments yeah. and you're like, I do not want to be here. Till God gave you eyes to see that sometimes the place you're placed for ministry is not where you thought you'd be, but it's amazing. Yes. Trusting God with the whole journey, you know, just thinking about the people, I'm sure there are people watching today who are in the midst of a storm. And if, you know, if they're not, then if you're not in the midst of a storm, then your turn is next week because, right, that's how life is. But one of the things I would say just is don't quit. It's not the end of the story. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when you're so overwhelmed with challenge and circumstance, we, um, we, we feel like, I don't know what to do. Well, just don't quit. Don't quit making one right decision after the other. Just don't quit. It, is, it isn't the end of the story. And for me, just using that illustration that you just gave, for me, one of the things that got me through it was knowing that ultimately I would be able to help somebody else navigate this too. Yeah. And so with the cancer, I, when I was in that treatment center and getting those treatments and my eyes were opened, you know, I didn't want to know these people in here. But I felt like you said that I opened my eyes and went, wait, these people actually need the presence of God yeah. and I'm God's trusting me with this waiting room right now mm -hmm. and so I made decisions during those seven weeks that I would get phone numbers and pray with people and bring gifts and connect with them and but that's huge yeah. I mean so often when you're in a, a storm it's very easy just to focus on what you're in sure. yes and I think one of the things one of the things that's profound in your book is the way that if when you offer those things when you learn to worship in the midst of the storm rather than thinking, once I get through it, I'll thank God. But yeah. when you learn to worship God when there's not a beam of light in the horizon, yeah. it shifts things inside you. Yeah, I, I guess I think sometimes we, um, you know, we think that life should be easy. But we're, Earth is not our home. Earth is our assignment. Right? Heaven is our home. So we're here on assignment. We have an assignment from God to actually fulfill his plan on planet Earth to bring light. And so we're in a battle. And so to think that we're not going to encounter storms and go through challenges is really naive of us. Yeah. But in the midst of them, we're supposed to be declaring his name and finding joy in him because that's what sets us apart. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what mm -hmm. makes us different. Yeah. We don't give into it and get overwhelmed with it, we actually can trust him in the midst of it. The thing I love about that is, you know, when in Peter where it says, um, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that's within you. Yeah. And to me, that says you have to live in a way that would raise questions. Yeah. So people would say, well, hang on a minute. You're just going through hell and back. Yeah. Why are you why, exactly? How, why are you experiencing peace? No, I've had yeah. I had more of those conversations. Yeah. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. How? Why is it? Or people would say at, at the end, I had no idea you were going through all that. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me mm -hmm. about why you have a smile on your face mm -hmm. and your you know your your family's together or you've you've done the work or, you know, I also think our world is in. Um, it's a mess, right? From refugee crisis to water crisis to famine and heartbreak. And I think God, in the midst of pain and suffering on the planet, God always has a people, yeah. mm -hmm. right? In Judges, in Judges, when 
the children of Israel were vacillating in their worship of God and their darkness was on the earth. God had a people. He had Gideon and he had Deborah. Well, today God has a people that need to find their brave and not give in and yield, but find their brave Mm -hmm. and stand up strong in the midst of it. You mentioned strength. Um, In your book, you quote a lot of great people. You quote the Bible, of course, C.S. Lewis, our favorite, uh, Helen Keller. But then you quote the, uh, that early church father, Bob Marley. Oh, yes. uh, Read all his writings. (laughs) You say, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. And I love that quote. What did you find out about... What did you find out about yourself? You have such a great sense of humor. It's very dry. It's like my husband. It's awesome. I love it. What did you find out about yourself Mm. and the strength that that maybe you didn't know was there when you're going through these things? I, I, I do think that in the midst of the, you know, horrible seasons that you do find out who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think I discovered that I, my relationship with Jesus is real mm-hmm. and that he will, he sustained me. And so I, I got a confidence in who he is in me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I did learn some things, you know, some weaknesses. I, um, I, I sensed myself getting, starting to get bitter you know, because of the, just the betrayals from people. And I'm, I'm a massive extrovert. I'm the party in a bottle, fast talking, confetti throwing, let's all hang out together person. And then at the end of this, you know, with just people, you know, hurting, I just wanted to sit on my couch and Netflix binge. You know, I didn't want to talk to people and which is not who I am. Uh, And so I had to be honest about that and realized that one of the things that, that came up for me was that my, was this, just this little seed of bitterness started to grow. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do the work to, to not let it stay there because I wasn't going to finish my life this bitter old person. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, you know, daily forgive people. Well, hourly forgive mm-hmm. people. I have a black belt in karate. I wanted to punch people. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be clear. But instead, yeah. choosing, you know, daily forgiving them and um, trusting God with the situation. Did, and did you find that that made a difference? Did God honor that in your life? Yes. And, but, I, but to be honest, I never feel like forgiving anybody. No, I want to hurt people. And so it, it's entirely a decision. It yeah. was a choice to forgive. Yeah. And until the sting is no longer there. Yeah. And, and that took a while. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, you know, here in Texas, you're perfectly good Christians, but in LA, it takes us a little more work to forgive people. <laughs> but it's worth it. But it, oh yeah, listen, I'm not going to end my life this angry, yeah, bitter person. Good for you. And yeah. I, you know, I'm going to choose to love and choose to forgive yeah. and trust God with the next next season. Mm-hmm. Next One of step. the good. phrases yeah. that Holly uses a lot and I love is "do the work." Um, because sometimes we think, well, I love God, so it's just going to be easy, but it's doing the work. And, oh. and you also mentioned um, crises around the world. And I, I want to show you something, because I recently had an opportunity to go to Angola. I knew there was a famine, I knew, but I had no idea the extent of the drought and how the fact that some moms, just like Holly and just like me, were having to give their children the worst looking water I've ever seen in my life, knowing it might kill them, but if they'd no water, they were gonna die anyway. That's a terrible, that's a terrible choice, but we can make a difference. Would you watch this? 
Does the water ever make the children sick? Às vezes, este água, a criança fica doente quando eles pegam água. Ah, fica doente. Yes, they do get sick. Would you ask her if any of the children in this village have died from drinking the water? Às vezes, ou esta criança fica doente. Você conhece outras pessoas ou crianças faleceu quando eles pegam esta água? Ah. Vai mostrar, não é? Ah. Ok. Ok, so she's going to take us and we'll get to see with our own eyes the kind of water that is her only choice to give her children. Oh my gosh. This is what she comes to. I mean, this water is filthy. You know, I noticed the mom, she, she kind of tried to like clear it as if somehow that would get rid of the germs or would get rid of the disease. But I mean, you can see this water is, I mean, it's absolutely filthy. I mean, look at what she's pouring in here. And this is all they have. And I asked them, are you, do you drink this? And she said, yeah, we just, we wait till the mud settles and then we drink it. And so that's why so many children in these villages are dying because there's so much disease in this water. And that's why water for life literally means that. When we put up a, a well in a village, we give life to the whole village for their whole life. And the need is urgent and the need is now. Will you please stand with us? Will you help us to give life to children who otherwise are drinking this and dying? Sheila, I'm, I'm thrilled that you got to go, but yet I know I know how difficult it is. When you're standing there and watching these children drink that water, do you feel almost a sense of stop? Oh, exactly. Stop. I mean, it was it was honestly heartbreaking. I there was a sense of no, don't drink this because yeah. yellow fever is so rampant at yeah. the moment there. It's terrible, and and the, plus the kids have no shoes on, so they've cuts in their feet. All sorts of diseases come into their body, and but the fact that this mom thought, well, if I let the mud settle to the bottom, I'll just let them drink this, the clear stuff at the top, but that's where the disease lives, and so often we think, well, this is that's Africa, that happens. No, no, no. She was my sister. I talked to that woman. She loves Jesus. When she goes to bed at night, she prays for her children. She's had to bury a child. I, I pray for Christian at night. I don't have to pray for clean water. You know, I pray that he'll make good choices in life. I pray that he'll be able to study well. I don't have to worry that the very next drink of water that he takes is going to cost him his life. But the thing that I saw, Randy, is that we can make a difference. Absolutely. When we put a well into a village, it changes everything. Night and day. We have a lot of places in Africa where we have drilled the wells, uh, thanks to you and the help that you provided. It's, it's amazing the difference that it makes. There are some situations right now, they've experienced a pretty severe drought recently in Africa, and it's desperate. So we're focusing right now just on Afri Africa because of the desperate needs. So we really need you to do something right now, to do something today to help us put clean water yeah. into those situations and, and save the lives. 188 villages, that's our goal. Um, I got to see some of the villages where one of the villages had a well, it gave them life. Mm -hmm. That well lasts for 70 years. Can you imagine that? Yeah. We've been in one well, it lasts for the entire lifespan of the people in that village. And so we want you to partner with us. We can do this, people. We can do this. For $48, you provide clean water for 10 people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you take a couple of people, go to the movies, and that's gone. Mm -hmm. $48. 
clean water for 10 people. Um, 72 will help 15, 144 clean water for 30 people. For a lifetime. Yeah. For a lifetime. $4,800 will drill a well. Some of you can do that, and I would ask you to do that right now. Others of you, you can give part of that, join with others. It's just critical that we do something, and we do something right now. There are children's lives hanging in the balance, uh, and yet we have the power to do something good. So will you do that? Will you go to the phone right now, go online, give the best gift you can. Let's reach out and save lives as we drill wells in Africa during this critical time of need. I hope you'll go to the phone right now. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Our teams have recently located remote villages in Southern Africa where children are dying from contaminated, disease-ridden water. The situation is desperate. They need clean, disease-free water immediately. With your gift today, you can help drill 188 water wells in remote villages across seven African nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you Sheila Walsh's devotional, Five Minutes with Jesus, a fresh infusion of joy to help you find perspective in the midst of daily life and experience a deeper connection with God. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive our No Greater Name Canvas, a beautiful artistic expression of our Savior's name and a daily reminder of His presence in your life. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new hand-painted Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. This is absolutely um, horrible um, to think that this is his only source of water. Um, been sitting here for a while, watching dogs and pigs and goats sitting in this water. I mean, the smell, it's just, it's enough to take your breath away. And yet I watch child after child dip their precious little cup and drink this water. It's literally killing them but they have nothing else that they can do. This is it. We can change this for them. We could drill them a water well that will last for generations to come and produce life into their bodies. Call the number on your screen or go online and give the best gift that you can give. It will make a difference that will bring life into the lives of these children. Thank you so much. We can do this together, people. This is not a difficult job. We can do this. And for any gift at all that you send in, we're going to send you Holly's book, Find Your Brave. It's so good. You probably want to get a couple of them. Get one for yourself and one for a friend who's hurting. And we've also got another good book available if you would like it. Uh, it's called Five Minutes with Jesus by Miss Sheila Walsh. So we've got a lot of good gifts. And, and really the point is we want to bless you in your life. And when we want you to help us bless us others. So, so do it. Go to the phone right now. Would you thank Miss Holly Wagner for being here with us? We so much appreciate you. It's always good to see you. Thank you so much. Thank awesome. you for being with us. We hope you'll join us again next time right here on Life Today.
In his new book, Living Amazed, James Robison shares how divine encounters can change your life. Living Amazed, coming soon to online and retail bookstores. Tomorrow, best-selling author Squire Rushnell and his wife, Louise Duarte, have dedicated themselves to helping others unlock the power of partnered prayer. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.